Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. Now we are going to start with the 17th chapter and the last chapter of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, book 1 of Harry Potter and the chapter name is The Man with Two Faces. If it's Quiddle, you gasped Harry. Quiddle smiled. His face wasn't twitching at all. Me, he said calmly. I wondered whether I'd be meeting you here, Potter, but I thought Snape. Severus, Quiddle laughed, and it wasn't his usual quivering treble either, but cold and sharp. Yes, Severus does seem the type, doesn't he? So useful to have him swooping around like an overground bat. Next to him, who would suspect the poorest stirring Potter Quiddle, Professor Quiddle, Harry couldn't take it on. This couldn't be true. It couldn't, but Snape tried to kill me. No, 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 I tried to kill you. Your friend Miss Granger accidentally knocked me over as she rushed to set fire to Snape at that Quidditch match. She broke my eye contact with you another few seconds and I'd have got all you off the broom. I'd managed it before then Snape if... Snape hadn't been muttering a counter-curse trying to save you. Snape was trying to save me. Of course, said Quirrell coolly. Why do you think he wanted to referee your next match? He was trying to make sure I didn't do it again. Funny, really. He need not have bothered. I could not do anything with Dumbledore watching. All the other teachers thought Snape was trying to stop Gryffindor winning. He did make himself unpopular, and what a waste of time, when after all that I'm going to kill you tonight. Quirrell snapped his fingers. Ropes sprang out of thin air and wrapped themselves tightly around Harry. You're too nosy to live, Potter scurrying around the school at Halloween like that for all I knew you'd seen me coming to look at what was guarding the stone you let the troll in certainly I have a special gift with trolls you must have seen what I did to the one in the chamber back there Unfortunately, while everyone else was running around looking for it, Snape, who already suspected me, went straight to the third floor to head me off. And not only did my trail fail to beat you to death, that three-headed dog didn't even manage to bite Snape's leg off properly. Now, wait quietly, Potter. I need to examine this interesting manner. It was only then that Harry realized what was standing behind Quirrell. It was the mirror of Erised. This mirror is the key to finding the stone, Quirrell murmured, tapping his way around the fame. Crush Dumbledore to come up with something like this, but he's in London. I'll be far away by the time he gets back. All Harry could think of doing was to keep Quirrell talking and stop him concentrating on the mirror. I saw you and Snape in the forest, he blurted out. Yes, said Quiddle idly, walking around the mirror to t- look at the back. He was on to me by the time, trying to find out how far I'd got. He suspected me all along, trying to frighten me.
as though he could when i had lord voldemort on my side quirrell came back out from behind the mirror and started hungrily stared hungrily into it i see the stone i am presenting it to my master but where is it harry struggled against the ropes binding the him but they didn't give he had to keep quirrell from giving the whole his whole attention to the mirror but snape always seemed to hate me so much oh he does said quirrell casually heavens yes he was at hogwarts with your father didn't you know they loaded they loathed each other but he never wanted you dead but i heard you a few days ago sobbing i thought snape was threatening you for the first time a spasm spasm of fear flitted across quirrell's face sometimes he said i find it hard to follow my master's instructions he's great wizard and i'm weak you mean he was there in the classroom with you harry gasped he is with me wherever i go said quirrell quietly i met him when i traveled around the world a foolish young man i was then full of ridiculous ideas about good and evil lord voldemort showed me how wrong i was there is no good and evil there is only power and those too weak to seek it since then i have served him faithfully although i have let him down many times he has had to be very hard on me quirrell shivered suddenly he does not forgive mistakes easily when i failed to steal the stone from gringotts he was most displeased he punished me decided he would have to keep a closer watch on me quirrell's voice tailed away harry was remembering his trip to diagon alley how could he have been so stupid he'd seen quirrell that there that very day shaken hands with him in the leaky cauldron quirrell cursed under his breath i don't understand is the stone inside the mirror should i break it harry's mind was racing what i want more than anything else in the world at this mom at the moment he thought is to find the stone before quirrell does so if i look in the mirror i should see myself finding it which means i'll see where it's hidden but how can i look without quirrell realizing what i'm up to he tried to edge to the left to get in front of the glasses without quirrell noticing but the ropes around his ankles were too tight he tried he tripped and fell over quirrell ignored him he was still ta- talking to himself what does this mirror do how does it work help me master and to harry's horror a voice answered and the voice seemed to come from quirrell himself use the boy use the boy quirrell rounded on harry yes potter come here he clapped his hands once and the ropes binding harry fell off harry got slowly to his feet come here quirrell repeated look in the mirror and tell me what you see harry walked towards him i must lie he thought desperately i must look and lie about what i see that's all quirrell moved close behind him harry breathed in the funny smell that seemed to come from quirrell's turban he closed his eyes 
stepped in front of the mirror and opened them again. He saw his reflection, pale and scared, looking at first, but a moment later the reflection smiled at him. It put his hand into his pocket and pulled a blood-red stone. It winked and put the stone back in its pocket, and as it did so, Harry felt something heavy drop into his real pocket. Somehow, incredibly, he'd got the stone. Well, said Quirrell impatiently, what do you see? Harry screwed up his courage. I see myself shaking hands with Dumbledore, he invented. I, I've won the house cup for Gryffindor, Quirrell cursed again. Get out of the way, he said. As Harry moved aside, he felt the philosopher's stone against his leg. Dare he make a break for it? But he hadn't walked five paces before a voice spoke. Though Quirrell wasn't moving his lips, he lies, he lies. Potter, come back here, Quirrell shouted. Tell me the truth. What do you just see? The high voice spoke again. Let me speak to him face to face. Master, you are not strong enough. I have strength enough for this. Harry felt as if Devil's Snare was rooting him to the spot. He couldn't move a muscle, petrified. He watched as Squirrel reached up and began to unwrap his turban. What was going on? The turban fell away. Quirrell's head looked strangely small without it. Then he turned slowly on the spot. Harry would have screamed, but he could not make a sound. There, there should have been a back to Quirrell's head. There was a face, the most terrible face Harry had ever seen. He was chalk white with glaring red eyes and slits for nostrils like a snake. Harry Potter, a whispered. Harry tried to take a step backwards, but his legs wouldn't move. See what I become, the face said. Mary shadow and vapor. I have form and only when I can share another's body. But there have always been those willing to let me into their hearts and minds. The Nikon blood has strengthened me these past weeks. You saw faithful Quirrell drinking it for me in the forest. And once I have the elixir of life, I will be able to create a body of my own. Now, why don't you give me that stone in your pocket? So he knew. The feeling suddenly surged back into Harry's legs. He stumbled backwards. Don't be a fool, snailed the face. Better save your own life and join me or you'll meet the same end as your parents. They died begging me for mercy. Liar! Harry shouted suddenly. Quirrell was walking backwards at him, so that Voldemort could still see him. The evil face was now smiling. How touching it hissed. I always value bravery. Yes, boy, your parents were brave. I killed your father first, and he put a courageous fight. But your mother need not have died. She was trying to protect you. Now, give me the stone unless you want her to have died in vain. Never. Harry sprang towards the flame door, but Voldemort screamed, Seize him!
and next second harry felt quirrell's hand close on his wrist at once a needle sharp pain seared across harry's scar his head felt as though it was about to split in two he yelled struggling with all his might and to his surprise quirrell let go of him the pain in his head lessened he looked around wildly to see where quirrell had gone and saw him hunched in pain looking at his fingers they were blistering before his eyes seize him seize him shrieked voldemort again and quirrell lunged knocking harry clean off his feet landing on top of him both hands harry around harry's neck harry's scar was almost blinding him and with pain yet he could see quirrell howling in agony master i cannot hold him my hands my hands and quirrell so pain pinning harry to the ground which his knees let go of his neck and stared bewildered at his own palms harry could see they only looked burned raw red and shiny then kill him fool and be done screeched voldemort quirrell raised his hand to perform a deadly curse but harry by instinct reached up and grabbed quirrell's face ah quirrell rolled off him his face blistering too and then harry knew quirrell couldn't touch his bare skin not without suffering terrible pain his only chance was to keep hold of quirrell keep him in enough pain to stop him doing a curse harry jumped to his feet feet caught quirrell by the arm and hung on as tight as he could quirrell screamed and tried to throw harry off the pain and harry's head was building he couldn't see he could only hear quirrell's terrible shrieks and voldemort's yells of kill him kill him and other voices maybe in harry's own head crying harry harry he felt quirrell's arm wrenched from his grasp knew all he was lost and fell into blackness down 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 something gold was glinting just above him the snitch he tried to catch it but his arms were too heavy he blinked it was not the snitch at all it was a pair of glasses how strange he blinked again his the smile face smiling face of albus dumbledore swam into view above him good afternoon harry said dumbledore harry stared at him then he remembered sir the stone it was quirrell he's got the stone sir quick calm yourself dear boy you are a little behind the time said dumbledore quirrell does not have the stone then who does sir i harry please relax or madame pomfroy will have me thrown out harry swallowed and looked around him he realized he must be in the hospital wing he was lying in a bed with white lemon linen sheets and next to him was a table piled high with what looked like half the sweet shop tokens from your friends and admirers admirers said dumbledore beaming what happened down in the dungeons between you and professor quirrell is a complete secret so naturally the whole school knows i believe your friends masters fred and george weasley were responsible for trying to send you a lavatory seat 
no doubt they thought it would amuse you madame pomfroy however felt it might not be very hygienic and confiscated it how long have i been in here three days mr no ronald weasley and miss granger will be most relieved you have come around they have been extremely worried but sir the stone i see you are not b- to be distracted very well the stone professor quirrell did not manage to take it from you i arrived in time to prevent that although you were doing very well on your own i must say you got there you got hermione's owl we must have crossed in mid-air no sooner had i reached london than i than it became clear to me that the place i should be was that one i just have left i arrived just in time to pull quirrell off you it was you i feared i might too be late uh, be too late you nearly were i couldn't have kept him off the stone much longer not the stone boy the effort involved nearly killed you for one tre- terrible moment there i was afraid it had as for the stone it has been destroyed destroyed said harry blankly but your friend nicholas famel oh you know about nicholas said dumbledore sounding quite delighted you did do the thing properly didn't you well nicholas and i have a little chat and agreed it's all for the best but that means he and his wife will die won't they they have enough elixirs told to set their affairs in order and then yes they will die dumbledore smiled at the look of amazement of harry's face to one as you i'm sure it seems incredible but to nicholas and pernelly it really is like getting going to bed after a very very long day after all to have the well-organized mind death is the bam is but the next great adventure you know the stone was really not such a wonderful thing as much money as life as you could want the two things most human beings have choose above all the trouble is humans do do have a knack of choosing pers presley those things who which are worst for them harry lay there lost lost for words dumbledore hummed a little and smiled at the ceiling sir said harry i've been thinking sir even if stone's gone will i mean you know who call him voldemort harry always use the proper name for things fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself yes sir well voldemort's going to try other ways of coming back isn't he i mean he hasn't gone has he no harry he has not he's still out there somewhere perhaps looking for another body to share not being truly alive he cannot be killed he left quirrell to die he shows just as little mercy to his followers as his enemies nevertheless harry while you may only have delayed his return to power it will merely take someone else who is prepared to fight what seems a losing battle next time and if he is delayed again and again why he may never return to power harry nodded but stopped quite quickly because it made his head hurt then he said sir there are some other things i'd like to know if you can tell me the things i want to know the truth about the truth 
Dumbledore sighed. It is a beautiful, incredible thing, and should therefore be treated with great caution. However, I shall answer your questions unless I have a very good reason not to. In which case, I, I beg you'll forgive me. I shall not, of course, lie. Well, Voldemort said that he only killed my mother because she tried to stop him killing me. But why would he want to kill me in the first place? Dumbledore sighed very deeply this time. Alice, the first thing you ask me, I cannot tell you. Not today, not now. You will know one day. Put it from your mind for now. Harry, when you are older, I know you hate to hear this. When you are ready, you will know. And Harry knew it would be no good to argue. But why couldn't Quiddle touch me? Your mother died to save you. If there is one thing Voldemort cannot understand, it is love. He didn't realize that love is as powerful as your mother's, for your leaves, its own mark, not a scar, no visible sign. To have been loved so deeply, even though that person who loved us is gone, will give us some protection forever. It is in your very skin. Quirrell fell off heartbreak, greed and ambition, sharing his soul with Voldemort, could not touch you for this reason. It was agony to touch a person marked by something so good. Dumbledore now became very interested in a bird out on the window sill, which gave Harry time to dry his eyes on, his sh on the sheet. When he had found his voice again, Harry said, And the invisibility cloak, do you know who sent it to me? Ah, your father happened to leave it in my possession, and I thought you might like it. Dumbledore's eyes twinkled. Useful things. Your father used it mainly for sneaking off to the kitchens to steal food when he was here. And there's something else. Fire away, Quirrell and Snape, Professor Snape, Harry... Yes, him. Quirrell said he hates me because he hated my father. Is that true? Well, they rather did detest each other, not unlike yourself and Mr. Morfoy. And then your father did something Snape could never forgive. What? He saved his life. What? Yes, said Dumbledore dreamily. Funny the way people's minds work. Isn't it? Professor Snape couldn't bear being in your father's debt. I do believe he worked so hard to protect you this year because he felt that would make him and your father quit. Then he could go back to hating your father's memory in peace. Harry tried to understand this bit. It made his head pound as so he stopped and said, There's one more thing, just the one. How did I get the stone out of the mirror? Ah, oh, now I'm glad you asked me that. It is one of my more brilliant ideas in between you and me. That's saying something. You see, only you, only one who wanted to find the stone, find it. But not use it, would be able to get it. Otherwise, they'd just be see themselves making gold or drinking elixir of life my brain surprises even me sometimes now enough questions i suggest you make a start on these sweets ah bertie bought every flavor beans i was unfortunate enough in my youth to come across a vomit flavored one and since 
then i'm afraid i've rather lost my liking for them but i think i'll be safe with a nice toffee don't you he smiled and popped the golden brown bean into his mouth then he choked and said alex evox madame pomfroy the matron was a nice woman but very strict just five minutes harry pleaded absolutely not you let professor dumbledore in well of course that was a headmaster quite different you need rest i'm resting look lying down and everything oh go on madame pomfroy uh, very well she said five minutes only and she let ron and hermione in harry hermione looked ready to fling her arms around him again but harry was glad she held herself in as his head was still very snow sore oh harry we were sure you were getting to dumbledore was so worried the whole school's talking about it said ron what really happened it was one of those rare occasions when the true story is even more strange and exciting than the wild rumors harry told them everything quirrell the mirror the stone and the voldemort ron and hermione were very good audience they gasped in all the right places and when harry told them what was under quirrell's turban hermione screamed out loud so the stone's gone said ron finally flamel's just going to die that's what i said but dumbledore thinks that what was it to the well-organized mind death is but the next great adventure i always said he was of his rocker said ron looking quite impressed at how mad his hero was so what happened to you too said harry well i got back all right said hermione i brought round ron around that took a while and we were dashing up to the owlery to contact dumbledore when we met him in the entrance hall he already knew he just said harry's gone after him hasn't he and hurtled off to the third floor do you think he meant you to do it said ron sending you your father's cloak and everything while hermione exploded if he did i mean to say that's terrible you could have been killed no it isn't said harry thoughtfully he's a funny man dumbledore i think he sort of wanted to give me a chance i think he knows more or less anything that goes on here you know i reckon he had a pretty good idea we were going to try and instead of stopping us he just thought us enough to help i don't think it was an accident he let me find out how the mirror worked it's almost like he thought i had the right to face voldemort if i could yeah dumbledore's barking all right said ron proudly listen you've got to be up for the end of a of year feast tomorrow the points are all in our and slytherin one of course you missed the last quidditch match we were steamrolled by Ravenclaw without you but the food will be good and um, at that moment madame promfroy bustled over you've had nearly 15 minutes now out she said firmly after a good night's sleep harry felt nearly back to normal i want to go to the feast he told madame pomfroy as she straightened his many sweet boxes i can't can't i professor dumbledore says you are to be allowed to go she said sniffly in her opinion professor dumbledore 
didn't realize how risky fees could be and you have another visitor oh good said harry who is it harry hagrid sidled through the door as he spoke as usual when he was indoors hagrid looked too big to be allowed he sat down next to harry took one look at him and burst into tears it's all my ruddy fault he sobbed his face in his hands i told the evil git how to get past fluffy i told him it was the only thing he didn't know and i told him you could have died all for a dragon egg i'll never drink again i should be chuckled out and made to live as a muggle hagrid said harry choked to see hagrid shaking with grief and remorse great tears le- leaking down into his bed hagrid he'd have found out somehow this is voldemort we are talking about he'd have found out even if you hadn't told him you could have died sobbed hagrid and don't say the name voldemort harry bellowed and hagrid was so shocked he stopped crying i've met him and i'm calling him by his name please cheer up hagrid and we save the stone it's gone he can't use it have a chocolate frog i've got loads hagrid wiped his nose and on the back of his hand and said that reminds me i've got you a present it's not a thought sandwich is it said harry anxiously and at last hagrid gave a weak chuckle now nah, dumbledore gave me the day off yesterday to fix it cause he should have stag- sagged me instead anyway got you this it seemed to be a handsome leather covered book harry opened it curiously it was full of bizarre photographs smiling and waving at him from every page and were his mother and father sent owls off to all your parents old school friends asking for photos no you didn't have any deal like it harry couldn't speak but hagrid understood harry made his way down to his end of his of air feast alone that my night he had been held up by madame pomfroy's fussing about insisting on giving him one last check up so that the great hall was already full it was decked out in the slytherin colors of green and silver to celebrate slytherin's winning the house cap for the seventh year in a row a huge banner showing the slytherin serpents covered the wall behind the high table when harry walked in the ha- in there was a sudden hush and then everybody started talking loudly at once he slipped into a seat between ron and hermione at the gryffindor table and tried to ignore the fact that people were standing up to look at him fortunately dumbledore arrived moments later the babel died away another year gone dumbledore said cheerfully and i must trouble you with an old man's wheezing waffle before we sink our teeth into a delicious feast what a year it has been hopefully your heads are all a little fuller than they were you have the whole summer ahead to get them nice and empty before next year starts now as i understand it the house cap here needs a warding and the points stand thus 
in fourth place Gryffindor with 312 points in third Hufflepuff with 350 points Ravenclaw have 426 and Slytherin 472 a storm of cheering and stamping broke out from the Slytherin table Harry could see Reco Malfoy banging his goblet on the table it was a sickening sight. Yes, yes, well done, Slytherin, said Dumbledore. However, recent events must be taken into account. The room went very still. The Slytherin's smiles faded a little. Ahem, said Dumbledore. I have a few last-minute points to dish out. Let me see. Yes, first to Ro Mr. Ronald Weasley. Ron went purple into the, in the face. He looked like a reddish with bad sunburn for the best played game of chess hogwarts had seen in many years i award gryffindor house 50 points gryffindor chairs nearly raised the bewitched ceiling the stars overhead seemed to quiver percy could be heard telling the other prefects my brother you know my youngest brother got past mcgonagall's giant set set in chess set at last there was silence again, second to Miss Granger, Hermione Granger, for the use of cool logic in uh, the face of fire. I award Gryffindor House 50 points. I, Hermione buried her face in her arms. Harry strongly suspected she burst into tears. Gryffindors up and down the table were beside themselves. They were a hundred points up. Third to Mr. Harry Potter, said Dumbledore, the room went deadly quiet. For pure nerve and outstanding courage, I award Gryffindor House 60 points. The den was defending. Those who could add up a while yelling themselves hoarse knew the Gryffindor now had 472 points, exactly the same as Slytherin. They had grown for the house cup if only dumbledore had given harry just one more point dumbledore raised his hand the room gradually fell silent there are all kind of courage said dumbledore smiling it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies but just as much to stand up to your friends i therefore avoid Award ten points to Mr. Levin Neville Longbottom. Someone standing outside the great hall might well have thought some sort of explosion had taken place. So loud was the noise that erupted from the Gryffindor table. Harry, Ron, and Hermione stood up to yell and cheer as Neville white with shock disappeared under a pile of people hugging him he had never won so much as a point for gryffindor before harry still cheering nudged ron in the ribs and pointed at malfoy who couldn't have looked more stunned and horrified if he just had the body bind curse put on him which means dumbledore called over the storm of applause for the Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff for celebrating the downfall of Slytherin. We need a little change for decoration. He clapped his hands in an instant. The green hangings became scarlet and the silver became gold. The huge Slytherin serpent vanished and a towering Gryffindor lion took its place. Snape was shaking Professor McGonagall's hand and... 
with a horrible forced smile he caught harry's eye and harry knew at once the snake's feelings toward him hadn't changed one jot they didn't worry this didn't worry harry it seemed as though life would be back to normal next year or as normal as it ever was at hogwarts it was the best evening of harry's life better than winning at quidditch or christmas or knocking about mountain trails he would never ever forget tonight he harry had almost forgotten that the exam results were still to come but come they did to their great surprise both he and ron passed with good marks hermione of course came top of the air even neville scraped through his good biology mark making up for his abysmal potions one they had hoped that goyle was almost as stupid as he was mean might be thrown out but he had passed too it was shame but as ron said you couldn't have any everything in life and suddenly their wardrobes were empty their trunks were packed neville's toad was found lurking in a corner of the toilets notes were handed out to all students warning them not to use magic over the holidays i always hope they'll forgive to give us these said fred weasley sadly hagrid was there to take them down to the fleet boats that sailed across the lake they were boarding to hogwarts express and talking and laughing uh, as the con- countryside became greener and tidier eating bertie boats every flavor beans as they sped past muggle towns pulling off their wizard robes and putting on jackets and coats pulling into platform 9 and 3 quarters at Kring- king's cross station it took quite a while for them all to get of the platform a wizened a wizened old guard was up by the ticket barrier letting them go through the gate in twos or threes so they didn't attract attention by all bursting out of a solid wall at once and alarming the muggles you must come and stay this summer said ron both of you i'll send you an owl thanks said harry i'll need something to look forward to people jostled them as they moved forward towards the great way back to the muggle world some of them called by harry see you potter still famous said ron grinning at him not where i'm going i promise you said harry he ronald and hermione passed through the gateway together there he is mum there he is look it was jenny weasley ron's younger sister but she wasn't pointing at ron harry potter she squiggled look mum i can't see be quiet jenny and it's rude to point mrs weasley smiled down at them busy yeah she said very said harry thanks for the fudge and the jumper mrs weasley oh it was nothing dear ready are you it was uncle vernon said still purple-faced still mustached still looking furious at the nerve of harry scaring an owl in a cage in a station full of ordinary people behind him stood aunt petuna and dudley looking terrified at the very sight of harry you must be harry's family 
said Mrs. Weasley, in a manner of speaking, said Uncle Vernon. Hurry up, boy. We haven't got all day. He walked away. Harry hung back for a last word with Ron and Hermione. See you over the summer, then. Hope you have a, a good holiday, said Hermione, looking uncertainly after Uncle Vernon, shocked that anyone could be so unpleasant. Oh, I will, said Harry, and they were surprised at the grin that was spreading over his face. They don't know we're not allowed to use magic at home. I am going to have a lot of fun with Dudley this summer. Okay, guys, so this whole book is finished. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling is now finished. And now we are going to start with our second book, which is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. In the second book of Harry Potter by an, from our next podcast. Till then, thank you for listening and bye-bye.